You're listening to the Look Right Naked podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bach. This is the podcast for men and women who want to look right naked without living in the gym. If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey, before we jump into the meat of today's podcast, we're going to help you look right naked without living the gym with our Black Friday Season of Gains Sale of the Year. Now, what we're doing here, we're giving away up to four months of free coaching and $6,400 worth of bonuses when you sign up for coaching before the end of the day on Friday, November 24th. Yes, Black Friday. And we're kicking things off early to make sure you get the best deal possible. And unlike most people, you can actually lose some body fat, build lean muscle before the holiday holidays really take off. Now, you can either stay stuck, you can stay struggling, consuming information, or you can take advantage of the best deal we have ever offered and our industry best money back guarantee. Meaning if it doesn't work for you and you're doing the work, we're going to give you your money back. You can keep the knowledge and we're going to part ways as friends. Sound fair enough? All you need to do, head over to bachperformance.com backslash Black Friday to get started. That link is also in the show notes. Hey, what's going on? Eric Bach here, and today we are going to break down how to escape skinny fat syndrome. What the heck is skinny fat? What is skinny fat syndrome? What are we talking about here? All right, so skinny fat is when you are in the precarious position where you are not lean, but you don't have a whole lot of muscle either. In fact, in most cases, you'll see your body weight on a BMI chart or, or something similar to that, and you know, you're a healthy body weight, but you don't have any muscle definition. You don't really look like you lift. And this is a really frustrating spot to be because what should you do? You've heard that you probably need to be able to lose body fat in order to build lean muscle and do so without getting more body fat, but you don't want to gain body fat at the same time. And this is a really difficult position that many people find themselves in when it comes to making a fitness transformation. And often what the actual reason and the cause here is, it's been a history of doing different diets and not having them play out the way that you want. Here's what happens. Most times people, they will focus on losing body fat. They want to get a little bit leaner, a little bit healthier, but their diet, not enough protein. In fact, way too little protein across the board. They're very focused on weight loss and they turn their workouts into some cardiovascular high intensity interval training thing to burn more calories and they're doing too much cardio. And so pretty soon, even though they're losing weight, they're also losing lean muscle. And this is a bad spot to be because when you're smaller and you have less muscle, well, your caloric expenditure throughout the day is gonna be quite a bit lower. And when you have less muscle, you're also not going to be able to buffer glucose. You're not going to be able to take a lot of that sugar that's coming in directly through your diet and use it in the way that you want. And so what happens is many people go through a diet, they lose a good amount of lean muscle tissue, and then they try to go back to eating what would be a maintenance calorie amount, kind of what they're doing before, and pretty soon they are getting more fat than ever before. And so out of desperation, what happens? They start to look for the next diet, something that's even more extreme. And the effects just start to snowball downhill. The cycle, it repeats itself. It's really frustrating. Pretty soon, even though you're working hard, even though you should be eating at what is a calorie deficit, your body composition continues to get worse. You're gaining more body fat, you're getting more frustrated, you have less energy, and you're starting to feel hopeless. This isn't what I want for you, my friend. And so what we need to do, we need to find out how to break free from skinny fat. Find a way to get the best body composition that you can so ultimately you can look great naked without living in the gym. And here's how we do it. So the big issue when you're skinny fat is you are under muscle. So what we need to focus on here is we need to focus on building lean tissue. If we continue to try to get leaner, all that's gonna happen is you start to downregulate metabolic function. You're eating less, and when we gradually eat less, our resting metabolic rate tends to have an adaptive response where it goes less and less. People get stuck into this idea of thinking that their metabolism is linear, meaning if you eat fewer calories, your basal metabolic rate or the, metabol or the calorie needs that you have each day stay the same. 
For example, hey, you're eating 2,000 calories. Okay, if you just have a deficit of 300, it's going to mean that you're burning 300 calories more each and every single day. It doesn't work like that. You see, your metabolism functions more like a thermostat. It's not linear. When we eat more, our metabolic rate actually increases. We provide more fuel for things like thyroid function. We can support hormone levels across the board and voila. Conversely, when we are in a calorie deficit, when we're dieting, we're taking calories lower, that metabolic rate gradually comes back down, especially if you lose lean muscle. And so this can be very problematic because you find yourself in a position where you are not necessarily burning any more calories, you're eating less, you have less energy, you feel like crap, and cravings start to ramp up. And so we need to be able to focus on building that lean tissue and building muscle because what this is going to do, this is going to help support that overall metabolic rate. It's going to allow you to be able to consume more calories and increase the amount of calories that you're burning throughout the day instead of just whittling down, eating less, less, and less, and running into more of these issues. Taking a step further, when somebody has or somebody has more of a skinny fat physique, they typically struggle with insulin sensitivity, and that is not a good thing. When you struggle with insulin sensitivity, it's how well your body handles carbohydrates. You're more likely to store some of the nutrients that you're having, obviously when we're in a surplus plus as body fat versus building lean tissue. If you have two different people, one with great insulin sensitivity who weighs the exact same and has the same metabolic rate as somebody else who doesn't have good insulin sensitivity, that person with better insulin sensitivity is going to be able to take some of those same additional calories and build that lean muscle more effectively. Okay, And so when we focus on building that lean tissue, we have to be able to, one, do so in a strategic manner where we're not adding additional body fat, but we're providing enough fuel for our body to build that lean tissue up. And long term, what that's going to allow us to do, because we have that lean muscle, we're going to be able to clear glucose more effectively, meaning when your body's consuming carbohydrates, you can shovel more of that directly towards building lean muscle and exercise performance versus storing it as body fat. So the takeaway here, we need to be able to focus on building lean muscle for skinny fat, not trying to diet further because that's just going to exacerbate that same frustrating loop that has led you to this place since the beginning. Skinny fat solution number two, we're going to be training four days per week. I like to use an upper lower training split, meaning we would do an upper body training session, a lower body training session, maybe off on a Wednesday, upper Thursday, lower Friday. When we do something like this, we have a great balance between the training sessions where we can train muscles frequently enough where we can stimulate more muscle growth than we would on something like a body part split while also having enough system-wide recovery with having a couple days off where your body's not overstressed and cravings get out of control. And so when we set up an upper lower training split, here are a couple tips that you can use and you can start to apply directly to solve the skinny fat issue. Number one, workouts should have about five or six lifts in every single workout. This does not include your warm-up, but we do not need a ton of different exercises and an infinite number of variation. It's actually very stressful on your body to constantly be adding new variations and new exercises and new techniques. One of the biggest issues that people have, especially when they're skinny fat, is they get information overload. They focus on trying to be perfect with everything and changing exercises and finding the next best method. And in many cases, they never actually get that strong. What we need to focus on is getting strong in basic movement patterns and doing them brilliantly. I reflect back to working with elite level athletes and you know what type of exercises they primarily did? Squats, deadlifts, power cleans, jumps, throws, all these different exercises, right? Now, the reason we like to focus on these exercises, we have to build a skill 
of strength training before we can add a ton of variation, before we add advanced rep schemes. And so most people, what they do is they start to change exercises every couple weeks, every four weeks, it's a different workout. And pretty soon they're never actually getting strong, right? Until you master your technique, until you've actually gotten sufficiently strong with exercises, it doesn't make sense to add in new variations. Let me give you just kind of a quick insight. So in the world of personal training, a lot of people sign up for a 60 minute workout session and they tend to buy packages that last about a month and then each month they tend to renew. And so on the marketing side, on the product delivery side, people get used to having workouts that are about, about an hour and they're about you know three to four workouts in a week and then they change every four weeks. Workouts don't have to change every three to four weeks. A lot of times what that is, is that's actually just trying to keep people engaged with the process itself. But sometimes this goes too far where we start to add a random variation where it doesn't necessarily serve us when it comes to the overall goal, right? And so we want to get very strong on basic exercises, basic lifts. People of the best physiques in the world aren't doing the most advanced, crazy things you've ever seen. They're just getting really strong on most compound exercises that are training the most amount of muscle mass possible. In addition, our sets and reps, we should be looking at three to four sets of about five to eight reps. Women, you can bump this slightly higher just due to some different muscle fiber composition and having more slow twitch muscle fibers compared to most men, um, where you might be more of the eight to 10 rep range. But when we're in a five to eight rep range, what this does, this creates a perfect amount of mechanical tension inside your muscles, which is a primary driver for muscle growth and building strength. And we still have enough volume where we increase metabolic stress, AKA the pump. And so when we have both of these factors, we're hitting two of the key areas that are needed to support lean muscle growth without adding a lot of junk volume that simply overstresses your body from where it should be. Finally, what we want to focus on within your workouts is what we call the double progression model. The double progression model is this. First, we increase the reps, then we increase the weight. Here's exactly what it looks like when you're going through a workout. Let's say you bench press 135 pounds for 10 reps and you do three sets of 10. A double progression model might look like this do three sets of eight to 10 reps. And so once you hit the top limit of that rep range, in this case, 135 times 10, what we wanna do, we want to increase the weight until we're about failing with eight reps. So let's say you increase the weight to 145 and now you're doing eight reps. Awesome, the next week, maybe you add a rep, 145 times nine, and then 145 times 10. And so what we've done here is we've taken a heavier weight, we've progressed the reps up from eight to 10, and now because we're back at 10, we can boom, drop right back down to, to a weight where we're failing right around eight reps, say we're at 155, and then we continue to build. You see a lot of people train hard, but they don't train intelligently. They don't have a progression model that actually works. We have to recall that progressive overload is a key underlying factor for driving muscle growth. And if we do not have that planned in, it doesn't matter how hard you train. If you're changing shit out nonstop, not tracking what you're doing, you're gonna stay stuck. So you wanna implement the double progression model using that rep range variation, where you're getting up to a point where you're failing at the top end of the rep range, and then, increasing the weight with a slightly lower rep range and continuing to build up. You see, that's how we drive progress. We don't just add random shit to a workout and hope it works. We gotta get strong with the basics and we've gotta gradually progress within the rep ranges that are going to get us the results that we're looking for more specifically. So when it comes to skinny fat, what does the nutrition side look like? Again, just complete side note, I've got to laugh here because Every time I do a podcast, maybe it's because I'm talking a lot more. I'm not breathing through my nose as much. I start to get a runny nose. So if I get a little bit nasally, please excuse me. Such a weird, weird thing. But anyway, I digress. Nutrition, what do we need to focus on here? So nutrition is focused on a gradual recomposition. So we want to eat pretty close to maintenance. In other words, the amount of calories that is basically going to keep your body weight fairly stable. 
However, what do we need to do there? First, we need to track what we're doing. A lot of people think that they're a calorie deficit or they think they're at a surplus, but in most cases, they're not very consistent with it, right? Or objectively, they're forgetting to track different things. Maybe they're having a handful of nuts, which quick 150 calories. They're having a lot of salad dressings, condiments, stuff like that that really knocks them out of alignment with where they actually want to be. And so with nutrition, what we want to do, we actually do want to track. And so a basic way to find your calories when you're trying to find body composition and you're trying to have a recomp, keeping your body weight relatively the same, but build lean tissue and lose body fat, body weight times 15 is a very simple framework to look at. If this is dramatically more calories than you've already consumed, well, it's going to be a little bit different simply because of what I alluded to before. Your metabolic function goes up and down based on what you've done. So calorie equations can be something that are a little bit tricky to really refine and find because if you've been dramatically under reading for years and then you try to bump up what should be maintenance calories, that could be a pretty significant surplus for where you're at. Regardless of that, we want to be close to where our maintenance calories are. You might have to track what you're eating consistently as right now and then gradually increase what those numbers are to get them up you know, over time. What we want to focus on now is once we're tracking our calories, once we're on that maintenance level, what we want to do is we want to eat most of the same foods and we want to be fairly repetitive here. You see, a lot of people want a lot of variation in terms of their diet. They think it's going to be more fun, all these other components. But when we have more variation, when we are eating at inconsistent times and having different meals, we don't really know how different foods affect us. And this is an important concept because let's say you're eating a certain meal and it's completely fine. Your body feels great on it, but pretty soon you start to go out for lunch more. You're having a lot more, you know, refined food and pretty soon your gut's off a little bit. Your mindset's off a little bit. When this stuff starts to happen, inside of our body, we have a lot of chemical changes that happen directly with the digestive process, right? It can affect your immune function. It can impact your ability to actually digest and use certain nutrients. And so when it comes to making this recomposition and escaping from the skinny fat area, what we need to do is we need to lock in some consistency so we develop a really good baseline so we really know what's going on underneath the hood. Because if we're constantly changing shit and just trying to make everything fit our macros, well, we can be introducing foods that are causing a lot more issues down the road and are a lot more difficult, frankly, for us to track and lead us to feel overwhelmed. And so what I would recommend in this case, again, let's say we got body weight in calorie or body weight in pounds times 15. That's going to be your baseline. We'd have about a gram of protein per pound of body weight. So if you're 200 pounds, that's 200 grams of protein. And then we can have a fairly even split between the fats and carbohydrates because this gives you a very balanced way to eat. What I would recommend would be once you set those macros, what you can even do, you can go into something like chat GPT and you could take, hey, these are my calories right here. These are my protein. This is my fat. These are the foods that I like. Come up with a sample meal plan and let me know what this looks like. That'll give you some ideas and some very simple ways to go from. And then you can work on setting that same meal plan and eating the same things consistently each day. And that's where you want to sit. Again, energy balance here is really crucial because if you try to go to a place where you're putting yourself in a deficit and it's too steep and you've got a history of kind of aggressively dieting and then backsliding, you're just going to run into the same issues. And if you eat too much over what your maintenance calories is, your body's not lean enough. Your insulin sensitivity probably isn't good enough if you're really to be building a lot of lean tissue. Instead, it's just going to exacerbate some of the issues that are going on. Circling back on nutrition, what does that look like? Maintenance calories, gram of protein per pound of body weight, split the rest of your calories between carbohydrates and fats, eat most of the same foods. I like to do what we call the 4-4-40 meal structure. And here's an example of how I eat. You could model something like this. My breakfast, basically the same each and every single day. 
This is going to be overnight oats, so it'll be a scoop of protein. It'll be half a cup of wild blueberries. It'll be half a cup of oatmeal. That sits in the fridge. Voila, I don't have to think about it. I'll go also add two eggs and a cup of egg whites. We have some more lean protein. I eat the same thing each and every single day. That's my breakfast. At lunch, I use a meal prep service, so I don't have to think about what I'm doing, but the macros are always pretty consistent. It's generally about 50 to 60 grams of protein, 50 to 60 grams of carbohydrates, and then about 20 to 25 grams of fat. So that's a fairly even balance of a 30, 33, 33, 33 type split. And then at dinner, I'm tending to rotate directly through a lean beef, um, you know, chicken breast, pork tenderloin, or fish, about eight ounces with right now I'm building a little bit of muscle. So it's a little bit different than carbohydrate intake, but 90 to hundred grams of carbohydrates, either potatoes or rice. And then, you know, one to two cups of veggies with that. I just simply rotate through a couple different variations where those macros are consistent and voila, there we have it. Um, in addition to those, I do have a pre-workout meal. So I'll generally have like a banana and half a cup of oats with another scoop of protein. And then post-workout, I'll have cream of rice or you could use rice and grinds. So like a very simple kind of warm cereal that you can make where it's going to be fast digesting carbohydrates, tons of vitamins, tons of mineral minerals. I'll use a little bit of protein directly with that. And that's some way that I can start to push a lot of growth directly to the tissues and really support that post-workout recovery. And so the basic thing to understand here is I eat mostly the same foods day in, day out. If you want to have a lot of consistency, if you don't want to feel stressed about what you should be eating and when, this is the way that you want to operate, right? You either have the choice of being very diligent and tracking everything to a T for a long period of time, or you have the option of eating the same things mostly on repeat and keeping the portion sizes the same, knowing that you're hitting those particular calories. You can't really just choose one and do it half the time. Otherwise, the lack of consistency is going to drive you nuts. You can still make time for things that you enjoy. For example, I still do pizza on Fridays with the family. I still cook a, you know, maybe a ribeye, something like that in the weekend. And I go out to dinner, you know, most Saturdays, right? So like there's still some variation in there, but you've got to lock in that consistency with where your calories need to be on a daily basis. Otherwise, that lack of consistency is going to make all the difference and prevent you from really escaping the skinny fat syndrome that we are looking to correct here. Finally, what we need is we need synergy. And so synergy is getting the right balance of your workouts, of your nutrition, and then your overall lifestyle. So I want you to think about this for a second. Let's say you start a business selling shoes. In business, you need three things that are working synergistically. You need your marketing, you need your sales, and then you need kind of the product and delivery, right? So you can have great marketing, great sales, but if your shoes suck, you're not going to have repeat buyers and people are going to be like, man, these commercials are great, but these shoes fucking suck. Well, we don't want that, right? Conversely, if you have a great product and great ability to sell, but you can't get it in front of people, well, there's not going to be enough people coming in for it to be a viable product. Synergy, when it comes to health and fitness, we have to think. We have to get all three of these areas working together. Our workouts, our nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Okay. And so here's what most people end up doing. They see a workout that they like on the internet and they're like, awesome. I'm going to follow this muscle building workout. Maybe it's something from an influencer or a bodybuilder, whatever it is, because Hey, they're training this way. It might, maybe it'll work for you. But then on the nutrition side, they see something else. They're like, Hey, you know what? Maybe this intermittent fasting, low carbohydrate thing is going to work really well for me. Right. And so they pair things together that might be good individually, but they're not really in alignment. And then we factor in a lack of sleep. Right. So, for example, if we're not getting enough sleep and stress is too high, that's going to negatively impact every single hormone related to body composition. Whether we're talking about your insulin sensitivity, your testosterone levels, um, growth hormone, thyroid function, all of that stuff goes in a shitter when you're not getting enough sleep. And if stress is too high from everything else in your life, your ability to recover on the training side is going to be compromised. And so what we need to do here is we need to have a balance between what you're doing in the gym. 
between what your nutrition looks like and then understanding your lifestyle. Because if these things are functioning independently, but they're not in alignment, for example, you have a lot of training and a lot of stress, but your uh, nutrition is low carb and low calorie, that's gonna create a hyper-stressed out environment in which your body cannot recover. And when stress gets very high, in a case like that, cravings increase, our motivation goes down, the fuckets nutritionally, they tend to go up, and then we're splurging on our diet. And pretty soon, you can have what seems like it would be a good plan of things that are healthy, but because there's a misalignment, you're not going to be able to get the results that you want, right? And so what we need to have is we need a synergy. You need to have your training in alignment with your nutrition, with your sleep, and with your recovery. Because if any one of these things is out of whack, it's going to affect the other areas when it comes to your health, when it comes to your body composition, and it's going to keep you skinny fat. And I don't want that for you, right? And so this is one of the areas that people struggle with more than anything else. They know a lot to get some level of results. They consume a lot of information, but they don't know enough to really piece these things together and get them working for them at the same time. And once you're past the very beginner stage, that's what you need to do. And as you get more advanced in your lifting, in your physique, the less room for error that you have across the board when it comes to getting these things dialed in. And that's exactly what people tend to come to us for coaching, which obviously you can do with bachperformance.com backslash coaching. Now, most of all, what do we need here? We need patience. Because if you are in a position where you have the skinny fat physique and it's driving you nuts, I know patience is probably razor thin. You probably tried a lot of different things. You probably worked hard. You probably spent money on supplements, on workout programs, maybe coaches, and it hasn't quite paid off. And so I understand that. I'm empathetic to spinning your wheels investing your time, investing money and not getting results in something. It's not fun, but your body's ability to transform, it does take time, especially if you're going through a recomposition. You see, individually, you can build muscle, you can lose body fat, but trying to do both at the same time is a much slower process. So we got to remember here that this is going to take time. It's going to take eight, 12 weeks to really start seeing significant headway. And it might take six to 12 months to really radically transform your physique. But all we can focus on is the process because when we focus on the process and we do the things that lead to the outcome, that way we will get there. But if we focus just on the results, we constantly change what we're doing in the gym with our training, with our sleep, with our recovery, well, we're giving our body different signals. And when things do start to work, we're not really sure why. And when they stop working, we're not really sure which variable led to that thing to stop working. So you have to be patient with the process. You have to stay consistent. And if you struggle with those things on your own, then you need to get the accountability to really get dialed in. But ultimately, listen, when it comes to fixing the skinny fat issue, if you are struggling to build lean muscle, but you're not really getting lean either, what we need to do, we need to train consistently four days a week using a double progression model and an upper lower training split. With your nutrition, you need to be eating around calorie maintenance and we've got to keep consistent meals, eating at consistent times so we get a baseline level of consistency so we can really see how your body is being affected and then we can adjust calories from that point. And ultimately what we need is we need synergy. We need a balance between your training, your nutrition, your lifestyle recovery, all of these factors. You can't just piecemeal random diets and random workouts from the internet while getting no sleep and living on caffeine. That's not going to be a formula for success, especially as you get more advanced and the more time you spend working out, the more important it is to have a balance between all of these things. Then ultimately what we need is patience because your body's not going to transform overnight. And if you have chronically dieted and yo-yoed up and down, up and down, we might need a little bit of time to get back to baseline. And then because you're looking at two things at once, building lean tissue and losing body fat, it's going to be a slower process than going all in towards losing body fat or all in towards building muscle. Extend some grace to yourself, have a good timeline, and focus on ruthlessly executing the basics because ultimately all we can control is how hard we're working and doing the right things. The timeline, we can't control that, but we can make sure that does happen if we stay consistent and stay on track. 
Hey, it's Eric here again. Now, there are three ways that I can help you look great naked. Number one, if you want to grab a free copy of the Look Great Naked protocol to help you lose body fat without counting calories, then go to bachperformance.com backslash free training. Number two, if you're a busy guy looking to build muscle, then I recommend checking out our Minimalist Muscle Blitz, which has helped over 1,000 men build muscle without living in the gym. Just go to minimalistmuscleblitz.com. The link will also be available in the show notes. Or number three, and last, if you want to work with me directly and get the best results possible, apply at bachperformance.com backslash coaching to look great naked without living in the gym. Until next time, my friend.